Yo, welcome back to the Free Ball and Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey Shiz, Michael Shizzle, at Michael Shizzle on Twitter, here with the king, the king, the number one king, the king with a one, the king Hesse, the king spelled with a one, Hesse, at King Hesse with a one, Jackson. <laughs> that was fun. I love that, man. I like that. How, how are you, bro? Great. Dude. What's you, good? You honestly just boosted my confidence. Yeah, like, I know. Honestly, I needed right there. some energy for this. Uh, good news about this. We're going to jump right into these games because we recorded it back to back with the recap. And you know what? I was going to say, let's reiterate the news for the people. But you know what? Nah. If you didn't listen to the recap, you should have. So go listen to the first five minutes to get the news. And if you don't want to finish it, you can come back. But uh, that's it. I'm not giving you any news. Nothing has changed in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so we're just going to jump right into these matchups. Guys, you can follow the show at Freeball and FF Pod on Twitter. Hit us with that banter, those gambling questions, those start sit decisions. Tweet at us. Mess with us when we're wrong. Okay? Hit us up when we're right. Let us know when we help you win stuff. Yes. Shout out to Johnny. Johnny Layla, one of our loyal listeners. We got him in the playoffs by 0. .06 points because I told him to pivot from uh, Darius Slayton to Tim Patrick off the waiver wire last minute. And that's a big Giants fan saying that. Yeah, it's true. So you you know it's honest. So shout out yes, to, hit us to up the fellas. Yes, gambling for sure. Last three NFL Sundays, I'm up four units total. Ooh. Been killing it on, on Sundays. Been killing it on Premier League, eh, different story, but NFL's keeping me afloat. You're definitely the gambling guy. If there's gambling questions, I'm going to you. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Ask Jackson. I got you. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got to do that for sure. But, uh, Hell yeah, let's uh let's jump into these matchups right off the bat. Under two minutes starting the matchups. This is a good sign of things to come. Bills, Broncos at Saturday Mile High. Oh yeah, Saturday football. Not competing with college this week. Yeah. Bills, Broncos at Mile High. Buffalo minus six and a half points. Favorites over under is fifty. Um this line is absurd to me. Um I don't care that the Broncos finally won a game last week. The Bills are so good, and the Broncos are not. And um, this is easy money, to be honest. Seven points? I, I think they'll win by 17. Okay. Like, easy. Easy money. But I anyway. Think, I, oh, there's a reason the line is like this. First of all, Denver, one of the greatest home field advantages in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And last week was got to be the Broncos' best you know, performance of the year, right? It was. It ended up being a close game, but at least on offense, um, Melvin Gordon didn't do too much. But Drew Locke mm -hmm. didn't turn the ball over. I'm just kidding. He did. He he lost a fumble, but four <laughs> four four touchdowns. Very encouraging from him. Sure. And their offensive line only one sack given up. Sure. It's at least encouraging from their yeah. side. Yeah. And and who did they play again? Carolina. Yeah. Carolina sucks. I I'm not saying they're gonna win the game. I think Buffalo might be the has a case right now to be. One of not the best team because the, say, the yeah. Chiefs still exist. But outside of the Chiefs, they they have a case to be the best team in the NFL right now. They are. That's fair. Really freaking no, good. No, I, I that's fair. That's so fun when the Bills are good. Shout out to the Bills, man. There's a problem though. You can't win in, in the NFL if you can't run at all. And yeah, it's not. But, and they don't even try. But okay. And no, but no, no, they no, no, no. do because their quarterback is an RB one. Okay, but even still, they're they're just not they they don't give the ball. You need a running back who can burn the clock for you at the end of games. They have guys who can do that. Devin Singletary's talented. He's just bad for fantasy because he doesn't get used. 
I like Moss more than uh, Singletary. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, Bills, who are you playing in this game? You are playing Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You are playing Stephon Diggs. And holy shit, are you playing Cole Beasley? That guy is insane. He's going to torch me this week, man. Dude, he's going to finish the season as like a top 18 wide receiver. He is just climbing the board every week. He's now at 21, and he wasn't part of the offense for like half of this season. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling to me. He's just doing the things. I know he had a bit of a down game against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's an excellent defense, and he's still got 10 targets. So I, I think you got to keep rolling Cole Beasley out there. How do you feel? I think, yeah, I don't disagree at all. Yeah. Cole Beasley's been a beast this he's year. A stud. And he, yeah, he's always been a good player. Even when he was with the Cowboys, I think that he just kind of got a little bit of a rap. Perhaps his physique, you know, plays into that, which is fair, but he's always been a good NFL receiver, and especially now with Josh Allen, the way the, Bill, the Bills are playing. Stephon Diggs is always going to have at least one guy, you know, only eyes on him, but at least, you know, he should be doubled every every play, mm-hmm. which is going to open up for Beasley, and that sucks because I play against him this week in my matchup. Yeah. Well, you might have a glimmer of hope. John Brown mm, please, has been... Um, designated to return, but he has not made his return. So if John Brown is in the lineup, I think Beasley's stock takes a little bit of a hit. I think he drops from a wide receiver three, two, three to like a low three flex type of play. Um, But I think he's really done so well with his role that this time when John Brown comes back, I I don't see the Bills just completely removing him from the game plan Um, like they've done in the past where he's kind of just been you know, the leftover targets guy. But, you know, I, I think at this point he's kind of a go-to targets guy. Um, and and he's had some really high high output weeks for sure. So um, you're not playing either of these running backs and you're not playing Dawson Knox. So I think it's it's Allen. It's, um, it's Allen Diggs Beasley. And if John Brown comes back, I think you could probably have better options because even when John Brown has been in, he hasn't like blown the world away. And if he's coming off injury and he's playing in Denver and I I think I'm staying away from John Brown this week. The other side of the ball, we have the Broncos. Um, Like you mentioned, Drew Locke only had a fumble in his turnover. Um, What's the word? The turnover department. The turnover department. There you go. That's good. We're really tired, guys. We recorded these back-to-back, so we're on hour, like, two now of, of talking talking fantasy. So we're uh, we're cooking. But, hey, thanks for being here. Um, yes, in the turnover department, how do you feel? I mean, you're not streaming Drew Locke in the playoffs. No, 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 especially not against Buffalo. I mean, I'm not sure who I would consider from Denver this week. Um, seems like a I mean, Bill's defense isn't great, but it's good enough. And they got some good players out there. You know, Trey White's considered almost a lockdown corner. He definitely has been in past years. I don't know who, if anyone, I would trust on Denver. It would have to be Melvin Gordon because of his position. Uh, for me, it's Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick? Yes. Um, with the exception of a zero game against uh, New Orleans in that game where they lost 31-3, to um, that was the quarterback list game. Um, in the last three games, he's had um, over 10 fantasy points. He's had eight, four, and five targets. Um, he seems to be the go-to guy. He's had three touchdowns in that span as well. Um, and I 
feel good. He he was open in the end zone on a play. You had a, a game prop on him, right, at the end of the yeah, game or something? Yeah, he, he wasn't in the end zone, but he was wide open on the flat, and that was his two-touchdown game. Right. So, I, I mean, I think Tim Patrick is the go-to target, and I think Jerry Judy is kind of regarded as the one, and I would expect Trey White on Jerry Judy, not Tim Patrick. Judy's starting to find his legs in the NFL now. Yeah, for sure. But I, I think Tim Patrick against the Bills is probably the start. No, I'm, agree- I'm, I'm agreeing with you on the Trey White part. Oh, okay, Judy's sweet. starting to look like what we saw at Alabama. Yes, um, absolutely. So I think that's where you put Trey White. And Melvin Gordon can shove it, dude, because I'm just tired of the up and down with him. Um after I said I was wrong about him, and I, I gave him the benefit of that doubt, and he heard that, and he said, you know what, Mike? I'm going to go out and have a super, super blech kind of day. And uh, he, he turned 13 targets into 68 yards, um, which I guess isn't horrible, but uh, he caught three passes, which is what buoyed his fantasy production. He would have been under 10 without it. So um, against Buffalo, I'm expecting high scoring. I'm not... I mean, maybe he, he works into the passing game, but, you know, he hasn't really had a game with a lot of targets this year. You know, the last seven weeks, it's three two zero zero two one, um, and then a random week with seven in there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's Tim Patrick for me and probably nobody else. You agree? I would agree. Yeah, and I'm tired of rolling Noah Fant out there. We got to stop with this Noah Fant nonsense. He hasn't done a thing. He gets hurt every single week. So let's just uh, let's stop. Let's stop. Um, anyone else you want to talk about in this game? Uh, KJ Hamler had two touchdowns last week. Another, mm, another, okay. r- another rookie receiver. I think those were his only two catches, both bombs. But something to note, you yeah. know, he was another. They drafted both those guys fairly early. Mm-hmm. And this guy's the burner. And that's exactly what he did. He burned. He had three targets, two catches. One was a 49-yard touchdown. The other was, what, 37-yard touchdown? Yeah. Um, I can't I mean, imagine don't trust trusting the, you that don't in my trust fantasy the long, lineup. The long bomb guys this late in the year, but hey, if he gets another long touchdown this week, worth worth a watch. Worth noting, absolutely, absolutely. Um, who you got in this game? Take Buffalo. You're taking Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo. Let's do it. Um, my friendly reminder to you, my co-host, that we have the live tracker now on this Excel sheet for the oh, game yeah. picks. Moving along to the next game, Panthers, Packers. Green Bay is eight and a half point favorites at home. The over-under is 51 and a half. And now that I'm looking at this, I'm wondering why I didn't take this line in my three picks. Because the Panthers suck. They're playing in Lambeau. It's going to be 36 degrees. And um, Christian McCaffrey is not playing. So I see no reason why the Packers won't run away with this game. I know you hate him, but yeah. <laughs> it's worth noting Carolina has put up three straight games of pretty solid efforts. Uh, they shut out the Lions. They choked bad against the Vikings. And then they almost had a kind of a comeback against uh, the Broncos. Five points. Score was a little bit closer than the game really was. But, but they're not the shit team that we saw you know, through the middle of the season. That's fair. And, and I don't like Teddy. You know, I honestly might even rather have PJ out there just for a little X factor mm-hmm. to add in the offense and obviously McCaffrey being out again. Um, Matt Rule said it's possible he's back week 16, so cross your fingers. Christian McCaffrey is fantasy Jesus again this year. He's not coming back, dude. They'd be dumb to bring him back. 
Yeah, it's another one of those instances. If the player wants to play it, you can't tell your star player no. It's you just can't, college. You can if you've uh, paid him enough that this it, is no. It's this isn't college. Week sixteen. If he wants to play, he's gonna play. But I don't disagree with you. This is very well gonna be a blowout. It's gonna be. 21-0 after the first quarter, and Rodgers will have 150, and Adams will have eight catches Yep. after the first quarter. Like, yep. It's probably going to be one of those games. Pretty much. So, uh, Rodgers, you're starting. Jones, you're starting. Devontae Adams, you're starting. Mm-hmm. Are you starting Jamal Williams? Mm-mm. No. Worth noting that he's... Number he's, two running back's tough, man. He's been flex-worthy in games recently, and um, in a game script where we're expecting... The Packers to be ahead, that's typically when Jamal Williams kind of gets more of his work. You know, they've kind of been doing this whole Aaron Jones gets a drive, Jamal Williams gets a drive, Aaron Jones gets a drive kind of kind of thing. And, uh, you know, he had 10 rushing attempts last week against Detroit. Two, uh, three weeks ago, he had 17 against Chicago. Um, he didn't do much with it last week, but, you know, he's had, he's had some flex-worthy weeks in the past few weeks. Um, I think Packers are going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I think they're going to take it as hard as they can this game. Um, the path to the one seed completely opened up to them. And as we've noted, one seed matters more than in past years because there's only one bye this year. Uh, with New Orleans losing and then winning last week, they are now tied and ahead because they beat the Saints. Okay. And the Saints have a, a tough schedule coming up, and Packers do as well after Carolina. Um, I think that especially playing on Saturday – it's always I feel like there's always the extra motivation for good teams on short weeks mm-hmm. to win, you know, get your business done and then go relax the extra day okay. and come back next Sunday. Yeah, um, you I don't sold see, me. I don't, don't see touch any Jamal reason, Williams. I don't see any reason why Aaron Jones isn't getting all the work this game and, and beasting like he usually does. Yeah. No, you've sold me. I think Jamal Williams is only going to get some garbage time stuff, so don't play him. Um, Robert Tunyon. Yes. Has been a top Probably five tight end. Start him He's really point. good. And... Um, it's exciting. I mean, it's nice to see a semi-reliable face in the tight end landscape, especially someone who came out of nowhere and you picked up for free. So if you have Tunyon, I'd say you keep rolling him out. Absolutely. Um, I think that's it for the Packers side of the ball. I don't want MVS. I don't want Alan Lazard. Um, so we'll go to the Panthers side of the ball. Uh, Mike Davis. You absolutely got to play Mike Davis this week. Um, I know that he's not always the most glamorous start, but... We have to remember, first of all, um, Green Bay is a terrible matchup for the running back position, and uh, Mike Davis continues to get a lot of work in this Carolina offense that's built around Christian McCaffrey and has no access to him. Um, He found the end zone twice last week. Yep, twice last week. Uh, 11 carries for 51 yards, so that's a decent uh, efficiency rating. He caught five balls on six targets which is excellent for another 42 yards and he had 24 half ppr fantasy points um and that's against denver so i think in this really good matchup against green bay i'm anticipating a lot of passing teddy bridgewater's a low depth of target guy i'm sure uh, mike davis will get his targets um he tends to float around the five to six mark but every once in a while he gets up towards the eight nine mark um so i i love mike davis this week how do you feel yeah, I don't see any reason why at this point you don't roll him out there. You know, he's probably he's helped. Would it if if you have him, he's helped you this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Green Bay is a good team, but they're not they're not foolproof. Definitely not foolproof. I would talk. I mean, I wouldn't even sit, uh, think twice about that. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Anderson, another 
high target, semi-low output week. Oh, no. It was not a low output week. You want to know why? Because hmm. Fantasy Pros had me on standard scoring again, and he didn't get his points for his eight catches. Eight receptions on 12 yard or targets, excuse me, 84 yards on the day. That's good for almost 14 half PPR and uh, almost 18 full PPR. That's a really good day from Robbie A. Um, I think at this point, you know, you got to keep rolling him out, especially with DJ Moore still not playing. Um, he is on the COVID list. Last I heard, that is still standing. So we will use that as our uh, source. But he's the wide receiver 20 on the year. You know, he's been... Um, nope, that's standard again. Good God. These people must hate me that listen to us. They're like, they're just waiting for me to have to correct it. He's wide receiver 18 on the year. Um, he's averaging 12 points a game. So I think he's I think he's safe. And then you have the Curtis Samuel factor. And um, I think you can play both of these guys this week. Um, I'm expecting high scoring from the Packers, and I think that means Panthers are going to have to score to keep up, and they're going to have to pass to score. What, yep. what do you think? The question is, who is Jair Alexander shadowing? That is a good question. Um, I don't know that he necessarily will shadow. It's interesting because this seems to be a team with no true one. Anderson gets the targets. Samuel scores touchdowns. DJ Moore has sneakily been when he's on the field. Um, you know, he's a top 24 wide receiver as well, and he's only played 12 games, so he's uh, at disadvantage to a lot of the guys who have 13 who are ahead of him. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that he will shadow anybody, which is interesting because Jair Alexander is a lockdown corner and tends to shadow, but I can't imagine... I don't know. None of these Panthers options scream wide receiver one to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I think Matt Rule will probably try to get creative and and he'll need to if they're going to win this game. Yeah, keep guys away from Jair. But uh, that is actually a good point. Um, I am Jair's biggest fan, and I forgot to take him into account when analyzing this game. So keep an eye on um, that injury report. I think if DJ Moore plays, all three of them have better fantasy output because they're less likely to be to be shadowed. But, I, I mean, that's probably the best we can give you on it because there's no clear answer to that. Do you have a clear answer to that? I do not. Yeah. So, that's tough. Um, anyone else you want to talk about in this game? Who are you picking? Uh, Green Bay. I am also taking Green Bay pretty freaking easily. Um. Oh, good call on the adding the Thursday night to the top. I messed that up big time. Jackson is... Saving my butt today. I got you. All right. Well, that's it for Saturday's games. Now we move to Sunday. We'll kick off the morning slate with the Bucks and the Falcons. The Bucks are six-point favorites on the road. 50-and-a-half over-under. Um, give me your thoughts on this game here. Another week of Tampa's offense just not looking good, man. Just not looking how you'd expect they would by week 14 of Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. Um, last week, they were kind of saved by a few Brady bombs. Um, the bomb to Scotty Miller, which kind of, you know, changed the momentum of that game. Obviously, they ran off 23 unanswered at that point. Game was over. But Tampa's offense has not impressed me. And No, me neither. And everyone has suffered because of that. 
And this Falcons defense, as we've mentioned, if you didn't listen to the preview, go check it out, has been trending up, and mm-hmm. they've been playing much better. Ronald Jones is the only player who's shown any form of consistency in the Tampa offense, and it looks like he's not going to play. Um, they haven't ruled him out yet. His surgery on his pinky was successful, and I think they really want him to play. So since it's a pinky, I could see I could see him playing, but we don't know as of That's pretty tough. As of now. They couldn't use him at all in the passing game then. Uh that'd probably be, not. That'd be a bad idea. But he already that's risking re injury even at that he point. He already can't catch, so I mean at least that just completely removes that part of the game. Uh yes. Until, you know, you're giving it to Fournette and Shady and forty year old Shady McCoy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I'm too concerned about the pass catching ability of Ronald Jones in the first place. He's already not very good at it. I I wouldn't say I'm concerned about his fractured pinky. Mm-hmm. If it was, you know, if the surgery was successful, I mean, th- when you think about catching a football, you don't really use your pinky like you kind of do. But if anything, this is kind of a joke. But I it, mean, if it's wrapped up, he's- it might even force him to concentrate harder and actually catch the ball and see it into his hands. So, who knows? But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot up in the air. Um, Tom Brady missed Chris Godwin on a wide open touchdown. I mean. I- I love as much as I love this Tampa team. Nobody's really doing it that much, and and then it all comes back to Brady, if not Arians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. It's very it's very up in the air. Uh, that being said, you are starting Chris Godwin if you have him. You're starting. Uh, I have a hard time saying you're starting Mike Evans. Is he back? He's back, right? Mm-hmm. I have a hard time just saying you're starting Mike Evans, but I feel like you have to start Mike Evans. I think you do as well. Um, I mean, every time he's... I don't know, man. I just don't know. Less than 10 points last week because he didn't score. He's only good when he scores touchdowns, so it comes down to is Mike Evans going to score a touchdown? Um, So, I mean, if you have a pivot option, I don't necessarily... I don't hate pivoting from Mike Evans, but I also understand if if you want to roll him out there and... You know, hope he scores because when he scores, he's he's a top twenty-four wide receiver every single time. So it, it's hard to uh, hard to take that away from him. Um, I think I'm done with the Antonio Brown experiment. They're not using him effectively enough. No, and it seemed like he would be the guy this past week, um, and he was only targeted five times, and he caught all five of them, um, but he only got forty-nine yards, and. Uh, that turned into 7.4 half PPR fantasy points, which is very underwhelming. But they played Minnesota, and Minnesota sucks. And I think this really, on at least in, in the secondary, and I think what this comes down to is Tom Brady is super up and down, and I don't think you can rely on him to keep all these multiple um, receivers afloat. You know, Gronk is obviously one of his favorite red zone targets. Gronk's completely relying on the touchdown at this point. I mean, yeah. he went one catch, two yards, but it was a touchdown. Thank goodness. Yeah. But I mean, that's all tight ends at this point. So, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm out on Brown. I would pivot from Evans if you can, but I also understand why you'd start him. I think you have to play Godwin at this point. And um, I'm not touching Fournette, but I will absolutely play Rojo if they clear him to play. Um, would you play Tom this week? I'm not playing Tom. 
That's such a tough question. There's the thing is 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 the the disparaging the disparaging the <laughs> dude. I'm so freaking tired. The gap, I'll just say, the gap, discrepancy, that's the word I was looking for, between top quarterbacks and and meh quarterbacks is not that great. And, I mean, Tom Brady had 32 points in Week 10. Since then, he's had two starts in the 15-point mark, and he had a 24-point. He had a 5-point week against New Orleans. He only had 19 against the Giants. Um... The fact with Tom Brady is when he's good, he's good, and when he's bad, he's bad. And I just think there's no reason to take that risk when you can play someone who's going to guarantee you 20 points. There's so many quarterbacks out there, and we're going to talk about them all today. But I don't think Tom Brady is is a guy that I want to play against a Atlanta defense who's low-key been pretty good as of late, and they've shut down some, some good quarterbacks too. Um, when we were going over some of the other matchups. It's like Justin Herbert and Derek Carr both had down weeks against Atlanta. And I would put Tom Brady in that same category. So I think I'm staying away from Tom Brady. I mean, that's fair. Um, To the Falcon side of the ball, I'm not touching Matt Ryan. We're over that, right? I think we can just retire him, play somebody else. Um, Julio is still week to week, so we don't really know with him. So definitely keep yourself updated on his situation. But I need him this week, man. When Julio's healthy, you play him, right? Yes, of course. Um, you talked about on the review or the recap pod, excuse me, um, that you can't play any Falcons running backs no. ever. Whoever they play, and out I, there, no. I agree. I completely agree with For that. For the rest of the season, their their matchups are not good. Tampa's run defense is like by considerable margin right now gives up the least money yards. Yeah, um, and you're not playing Hayden Hurst, nope. another dud this this past week. So I think that leaves you with uh, Calvin Ridley on the Falcons side, who is just a monster no matter who's throwing the ball to him or who else is on the field in that offense. He's just he's just great. So, um, but I think that's it for me from the Falcons. Anyone else you want to talk about in this game? Nah. Yeah, this is kind of a a weird game for fantasy for sure. Um, who are you taking to win? Buccaneers. I will also be taking the Buccaneers. How do you feel about the line? Don't like it. I don't either. I feel like this Bucks team is very hard to predict. Bucks are very good against the spread, though. They cover a lot. Okay. Six points is a is an interesting spread because it's it's pretty easy to to push or win that, but it's kind of hard to win by five, right? That's yep. kind of the gambling logic. Five is kind of a weird number to win by. Yeah, six is a. Uh... They, you know, seven is a scary number. Six is a, is enticing, is much more enticing than the seven. Sure. Because you're not asking for a full score. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, okay. Well, then I will be staying away from that line as well. And we can move to the next matchup of the morning slate. We have 49ers and the Cowboys in Arlington, Texas. 49ers are three-point favorites. The over-under is 45. Um, this is a weird ass game because I keep feeling like the 49ers are, you know, better than they show, but they disappoint and then they lose to Washington and they lose handily to Buffalo, even though they are, you know, they played a good game the week before 
and I'm kind of over the Niners, and the, the Cowboys seem to be playing well, but at the same time, they're the Cowboys, and yeah, they whooped the Bengals, but it was the Bengals. And it was the Andy Dalton revenge game. And it was the Andy Dalton revenge game. This this is facts. Uh, but we'll start with the Cowboys. You're not going to stream Andy Dalton, but you're absolutely going to play Amari Cooper. Yep. Um, CeeDee Lamb is a little more of an interesting decision for me because... I feel like he is underperformed given the way that um, some of these games have gone. Um, you know, he only had seven half PPR fantasy points this past week in a game where the offense scored 30 points. Um, how do you feel about CeeDee Lamb this week? I mean, I love the guy, but I'm not sure if I like him this week. Uh, if Niners have any, you know, players that aren't injured, if it's their defensive backfield. Uh, so, you know, and it'll be interesting because we all know that Richard Sherman is not a shadow and quarter cornerback. He stays on one side of the field. He stays on his side and teams, you know, always take advantage of that actually. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason to, uh, expect Amari Cooper isn't playing the left side away from Rich the entire game, Mm -hmm. leaving CD Gallup, you know, whoever they want to go match up with him. Yeah. Love CD, but you know, eh, don't know if I'm trusting him right now Yeah, at, at this point in the season. He hasn't had a good output since week eleven. Um, I think I'm I think I'm out on CD uh, this week, and uh, by direct correlation, I'm also out on Gallup, and I'm out on Schultz. Um, I think it's Amari Cooper for me. Um, let's talk to the Zeke owners here for a minute because Zeke has been one of the most frustrating players in fantasy this season. After a f- the first few weeks of the year, you really felt like he was. Um, you were really glad you took him because after week five, you know, he was the RB whatever, uh, top top three or so, and people who took Saquon and CMC before you, you were stoked. Since then, since week five, um, sorry, I'm always trying to change my scoring settings on this. Interesting page. to note, Zeke did not practice today. Even more so a with reason a, to stay With away. a calf injury. Eight, six... 8, 8, 18, 2, 11, 7 points from Zeke. Calf injury and the way Tony Pollard's been running. I'll just you know what? I'll just tell you right now. You turn away from Zeke. Hopefully you've you've had a backup plan at least these past few weeks. Uh maybe you've even not been starting him, and I would just continue to not start him. Um San Francisco's defense has been decent um despite all their missing pieces. And I just don't trust Zeke, and I think they're paying him so much money, and I think their season—they know this season is out of reach. The way Washington's playing, and how the Giants are kind of hanging in there, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, "Hey, Mister eighty-five million dollar running back, we're just going to sit you. We're going to sit you down. We're going to let Tony Pollard run the ball." So, um, yeah, I, do you disagree? Are you? No, I don't disagree at all. What if Zeke is cleared? I mean, I. S- I can't bench Zeke at this I've, point. I haven't man. played Zeke in six weeks in one of the leagues I mean, I where I drafted him. But... Yeah, one of the leagues I drafted him, I haven't played him in six weeks. Niners still, you know, fifth in total team defense. Pretty top ten against the rush. It's scary, man, but in the playoffs, I don't know if, if I could say out loud, no, put Zeke on your bench. Yeah, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it for you then. Put Zeke on your bench. <laughs> um... To the Niners side of the ball, we discussed this a little bit on the recap, but it looks like Jeff Wilson is going to be the starting back. 
Um, he is second on the depth chart right now behind Mostert, who looks like he had an MRI, and he's trending towards not playing. Third on the depth chart is Tevin Coleman, and he is not good. He has not been good with his opportunities. And Jarek McKinnon has been demoted to fourth on the depth chart. So I think it's safe to say that it will be Jeff Wilson's backfield if Mostert doesn't play. Jeff Mostert has Jeff Mostert. Jeff Wilson has done a ton with his opportunities when he has been the number one guy. Um, I would feel really good about starting Jeff Wilson this week, but you have to keep an eye on that Mostert report. Um, Debo, Samuel, done for the year. Confirmed. Yes. Brandon Ayuk is going to win some people leagues. Yo. 16 targets. Absolutely insane. They drafted him. They said he reminded them of Julio Jones. And the guy looks the part for sure. Um, he's going to get a ton of work. And um, you have to be super excited to, to start Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, absolutely. They use him the same way they use Debo. To, they use Debo when he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they just they craft enti- the entire offense around Ayuk when he's alone out there. Um, Shanahan has said that. Like, remember the game where everyone missed on COVID? They're like, yeah, Ayuk was 80% of our game plan this this week. So it's uh, it's kind of cool how he does that. But I'm excited to see him over this last stretch of the week here. Um, I think the Jordan Reed experiment has failed, and I just don't think he's there's enough to go around for him. So I just... I have a hard time with Jordan Reed. He caught a garbage time touchdown two weeks ago. Um, he's just, at this point to me, he's another potentially streamable tight end who could get you a zero, could catch a touchdown. Um, you know, he had he had two points this last week, less than two points. Um, how do you feel about the secondary receiving options for this? Uh, I don't feel anything towards them, team. even though it's Dallas. Nick Mullins is not the most efficient quarterback out there Mm -hmm. um he is not a rookie but he tends to play like one and i i mean he's a slinger for sure but no i don't know yeah my my 49ers friend he he wants him to get hurt so bethard comes out Mm. at this point yeah he's 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 sick of nick mullins yeah no i i understand it um so i think at this point it's it's Ayuk and it's uh the starting running back and i i think that's kind of it uh for this niners team um, who do you have to win this game? This game is actually kind of interesting on the low. You know what? I wrote in Niners, but I think I'm going to go with Cowboys. Ooh, going to take the boys. Um, I will be taking the Niners. Um, I think Brandon Ayuk's going to go off, and I think it's going to be enough to beat this awful, awful, awful Cowboys team. I hope Jeff Wilson goes hard, though. Uh, yes, I do as well. I mean, this 49ers offense can can do well. It's just Nick Mullins is definitely a Achilles heel for sure. Um, all right. Next game on the morning slate, we have the Lions and the Titans. Tennessee are 10.5-point favorites at home. Yep. The over-under is 51.5. Um, Matthew Stafford will not be playing. Looking very, very iffy. Looking very, very, very unlikely. Um, Kenny Galladay is already out. Um, so on the Lions, you're looking at DeAndre Swift. Nah. Um, I'm going to say yes to DeAndre Swift. He said that last week, too. Yes. Well, what I said was 
coming off of injury, you have to be careful, but I would expect that DeAndre Swift, when he's fully healthy, will get his work. Um, he did not get it. They eased him in. Um, he had seven rush attempts, but he did get five targets in the passing game, and he had 13 half PPR fantasy points in a split. Now they're playing Tennessee, who's a really bad defense. Um, I would imagine a ton of dump-offs from whoever the Lions roll out as the backup. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like DeAndre Swift. Uh, I think he will be the guy. I think he was the guy before his concussion. He had made the transition, um, you know, 13, 16 carries. I know Adrian Peterson is always, like, a, a factor, but I think they want Swift to be the guy. And I think another week removed from that injury, I am not afraid to play DeAndre Swift. I am. I think which I mean, Chase Daniels is not the worst player of all time, but he he's pretty bad. Okay, mm-hmm. and and this could be another Detroit Lions zero piece. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either, but I could also see him, you know, getting nine targets on on dump offs. Um, the the Titans are a really bad defense. We'll, like. We can't discredit that, and I think that they're going to be able to move the ball forward even if they're not going to score consistently, and I think that's going to require a lot of use of, of Swift. So I don't hate it. Um, and I think at this point you've been relying on TJ Hawkinson, so I think you just keep rolling him out and you hope he's the number one the number one go-to guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a pivot, if you get a, you know, if you feel good about a Cole Komet or an Irv Smith or... Um, someone else you can pick up off waivers like that. Um, I don't blame you for pivoting this week without Stafford. Um, I will say um, I would pivot off every line you possibly could. I've seen every NFL start of Chase Daniels' career. Mm-hmm. You don't want any any lines <laughs> on your team. That's also fair. It's, it's worth noting. Um, his only good game of his career came against... The Lions, the team that he's on. Mm. So, no, 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 no. And he's been ass every other game that he's ever played, that he's ever started in his entire career. Yeah. So, no. Okay. I don't want any any of them. Fair enough. Could be a dud game. Fair enough. Uh, To the Titans side of the ball, we have Ryan Tannehill. You got to start Ryan Tannehill against the Lions. You got to start Derrick Henry. You got to start A.J. Brown. Uh, We talked a little bit about Corey Davis on the review pod. I had him in my stock down simply because in a really good game script and matchup last week, he had three targets, um, and he was not really part of the offense. That being said, he's still had as many good games as bad this year, and he could just as easily get 10 targets this week as he could get three. Um, So I feel like you have to feel good about starting Corey Davis, and you kind of just have to throw these bad weeks away. Um, unless you have good options to pivot. I love Corey Davis this week. Uh, Lions defense is really bad. In the last seven weeks, they've given up less than 30 points one time. And that one time, they lost 20 to zero. So obviously, there was no reason to score 30 points for mm-hmm. the other team. Sure. Jeff Okuda, their, their young uh, third overall pick, cornerback, is out for the season. He is done. For that reason, just, uh, yeah, like I said, give me everyone on Tennessee, sure. everyone in this game. That is not on Detroit. I think this is going to be the wash of the week. This could be worse, potentially worse than Jets Rams. Yeah, I would agree. You got to, you got to, um, you got to take all your all your Titans and and roll them out there, and you got to be happy about it. It's pretty easy analysis. I love AJ Brown so much. Oh my God, he's 
Did you see his touchdown catch? Oh, what a man. What a man. Um, I think it's safe to say we're both taking the Lions here, right? Psych. Titans it is. Moving along. Texans Colts in Indy. Indy seven-point favorites. Over-unders 51. Uh, my must-start of the week is T.Y. Houston. T.Y. Hilton. Um, the owner of the Houston Texans, apparently. And on a three-game hot streak... If you want a little more in-depth on T.Y.'s last three games, go listen to the recap. Um, he is in my stock up section of that podcast. Um, but I think he's he's a must-start against against Houston this week. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. How do you feel about the rest of the Colts receiving options? I dig him. I dig Michael Pittman this week for sure. A big body guy. I mean, if the Texans are going to give up 36 points to Mitchell Trubisky and Matt Nagy, what is a quote unquote real coach and quarterback going to do to them? Yeah, blow them out of the water. That's fair. Um, and this offense is firing right now. Yeah. Oh, Colts are. I love this team. Yeah. Um, I don't think I want to touch these tight ends still because there are still three no. of them. Yeah. No. 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 And Philip Rivers loves to spread the ball out. Um, and I don't want to touch like Zach Pascal, but I I think Pittman is is a good wide receiver three flex type of play. And um, I think you got to roll Ty out as as the one for this team at the moment. The Certainly. cap, the captain. This might be his swan song. Um, they're obviously pushing for the title, and um, I the think y- the youngest duo in the league, Ty and Philip Rivers. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see them for decades to come. Yeah, honestly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you gotta you gotta roll both of those guys out there, being uh, Ty and, and Pittman. Um, we talked a lot about Rivers as well. He was kind of like our benchmark for streaming quarterbacks. Um, but I think this is a really good week to stream Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're streaming, I think he's a great candidate. Uh, he's sneakily been around the QB 15 mark every single week, which I know is outside the top 12, but you guys have to remember that every week the top 12 quarterbacks are not going to be started. So you have yeah. to be happy with anyone in the in the 15, 16 range as well as if a you wanna, safe game. If you want to understand this game... Look at the fact that these two teams just played each other two weeks ago. And then last week, the Colts had an impressive victory. Scored against 44 points. 40 points against the Raiders, and the Texans got completely embarrassed by a team on a six-game losing streak. So I think that's where you can easily draw some conclusions. Yeah. How do you feel about the over in this game? I know it's a little out of order, but... I, I, I could see the Texans, who have a high-powered offense, turn around and bounce back. Um, against the Colts defense, who's been good, but they've also given up points throughout the, yeah. the season. It's 51. If you look at, again, the game they played two weeks ago, it was at 44 at halftime, and then there was two points the whole second half. Yeah, I know. Guess who had the over that game? Mm. Was it you? Yes. Guess who didn't hit? Uh, you. Was it me? Yes. Yeah. I oh. hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here, dude. 44 at half? I was practically buying shots for everyone. It was ridiculous. I hate this shit. Um, but anyway um, where was I Colts Uh, Phillip Rivers though good streamer for sure Um, and that leaves us with the Colts backfield on this side of the ball and um, I also said I was wrong about Jonathan Taylor on the recap pod and um, it's his backfield and he's going to get a ton of opportunities and I think he's going to do a lot with it he's really really good and he's finally getting to show it um, I don't want to touch 
Naheem Hines anymore, I don't think. I think at this point, Naheem Hines is is kind of the change of pace guy, and he could easily catch six to eight passes and or score a touchdown in any given week, but it's hard to know when. You know, I think Jonathan Taylor is the guy you want to start in this backfield. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, look at just what he did just last week. He went off. Yeah. And I've been saying Two this is going to happen. You know, it was obvious. You watch this kid at Wisconsin. He's going to be a star in the NFL. That's why I was so surprised it took this long. But I'm not shocked by I wasn't shocked at all by the game he had against sure. the Raiders. Yeah. I think that's going to become a standard for him. Shout out to him. I hope so. He's 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 been fun to watch he's these last He's a great running back. To the Texans side of the ball, um, obviously, I think at this point, you're rolling with Deshaun. Um, I know he's had a couple of disappointing starts over the last few weeks, but he's still Deshaun Watson. And um, I think you got to roll with him. You know, he's been the QB one twice in the last five weeks, uh, four weeks, excuse me, twice in the last four weeks. Um, And even in the last two games, he had 20, which was great. And then last week where they put up seven points, he still had almost 17 fantasy points because he is running the ball still. Um, and scrambling, so I, I think you have to you have to keep rolling Deshaun out for for the big games um, because he's really not going to hurt you when he has a bad game. His worst output of the year has been 14 points, um, and that was in the crazy weather game against Cleveland. So um, to put these numbers into perspective, Patrick Mahomes had 17 points this week. So I I don't think you can you can pivot away from Deshaun. I think you would hate yourself if you got it wrong, and the upside of getting it right is is limited. You know, it's three or four points at the most. Uh, what are your thoughts on Deshaun this week? Yeah, I'm shocked he had 16 and a half points this yeah, last week. it's because he runs, man. So I'm, I'm quite surprised by that. Those yards make it up. How well we did against their offense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's Deshaun Watson. He's a pro bowler. He's a superstar. Why would you not? Yeah, 100%. Um you have an interesting note about David Johnson in the show doc that I saw. Do you want yes, to talk about him a little bit? he is my must-sit of the week. Um, the Colts have become a team that can score a lot and run up the score. And the Texans' defense, I don't see any reason why they're going to stop them. Colts' defense, however, fifth against the run. They've been very good against it. Um, and I think they're going to make Houston pass early. Uh, David Johnson's coming off an injury as well. Obviously, everyone wants to trust him over Duke. I don't want either of them. Not, I don't want any piece of either of them. I think David Johnson will become touchdown reliant this week. I don't think he's going to get very many touches because Deshaun's going to have to force the ball down the field a lot. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And um, if he was younger, I would say maybe they'll find ways to incorporate him down the field a little bit more because he he is known for being a pass-catching back. Um, but he's not younger, and uh, they... I just don't see that happening. I think, like you said, he's going to force it down the field. And for that reason, I like Kiki QT this week. And I like uh, Brandon Cooks, assuming he is cleared in full to play. Now, he did have a questionable neck injury that they've been looking at. But if he is cleared to play, I think I like both of those players as wide receiver twos with upside this week. Um, And then you obviously have the tight end position. You have Akins, who... We've been trying to trust Jordan Akins, and the poor man drops a wide-open touchdown because the sun was in his face. And on one hand, it's easy to go, you know, coaches take that stuff into consideration. They shouldn't have drawn the play up in that corner, blah, blah, blah. They know this stuff. On the other hand, it's kind of like, 
I feel like you kind of have to figure out how to catch that ball. He's wide open, you know? Um, but again, another disappointing week since we've been trying to trust him in the absence of Will Fuller. Um, and I think, I think I'm done with, with the Jordan Aikens experiment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard, you know, even, even if he caught that touchdown, he's under, uh, yeah, that was bad. He's, he's right around 10 drop. So it's not even like he has a great day with that. It's like a meh day. So, um, how do you feel about the rest of the pass catchers though? Cooks, QT. I want QT if anyone. Yeah. You're not feeling Brandon Cooks? Not so much. QT did have a huge target volume um, two weeks ago when um, I believe that was the indie game. Uh, he had a ton of targets, and he scored. Yeah, he had nine targets, uh, eight receptions on nine targets for 141 yards. So I would say absolutely fire up Kiki QT. I know he had a disappointing game against Chicago, but the whole team had a down game. So it's hard to uh, hard to compare. You know, you kind of got to go off off your upside with that one. Um, anyone else you want to cover in this game? All right. Uh, I'm going to pick the Colts to win because they are cooking. You? I, yes, sir. You know, I, I love the Colts, man. Beautiful. It's going to be so sad when the Browns and Colts play each other in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, that's your, that's your two uh, teams that aren't your teams. Them and uh, and the Bucks And the Dolphins, too. And the, Yeah, that's true. All... One of them is going to beat each other. Yeah, that's facts. Throw my Titans in there, and we got a crazy uh, crazy AFC. Next game on the morning slate, we have the Patriots playing the Dolphins in Miami. Miami's two-and-a-half-point favorites, over-unders 41.5. The line has moved all the way to one point. It, what? Because. Hammer it. The, uh, the Dolphins. Gaskin out. He has tested positive for COVID-19. Gesicki did not practice today. Devontae Parker was extremely limited in practice today, as was Salvin Ahmed and Jakeem Grant. Who can they throw the ball to? Oh, boy. Who, who's going to catch the ball? Who's going to run the ball for this team at that point? I, I understand why it's, why it's one point now. You know, it, I wouldn't even blame the Dolphins for, for putting Fitzpatrick in this game because he's probably more likely to win this kind of game. They won't do it. I know, but but it's true, and you know I love Tua, and I think that he's a better option, but in this kind of game where you got nobodies, that's what Fitz has been doing for 10 years, man. And yeah. this is a must-win game because they are not guaranteeing this playoff spot. You know, Ravens are coming up strong on their ass right now. they got the same record now. Uh, I They need at least two of those guys to play. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who's going to play, and this is actually a sneaky fantasy play too, is uh, Lynn Bowden, Lynn Bowden. Bowden, Bowden, however you say it. Um, he will be lining up as the slot receiver. He is running back and wide receiver eligible. And this team, as Jackson just mentioned, has nobody else to catch. And I think that he's probably going to see eight to nine targets. And if you are really, really, really desperate for some healthy players, that could be a sneaky play because he is going to get volume out the butt. I don't, you know, like you said, I don't know who else is going to catch they the ball. They need at least two of those guys to play. Team. They need at least two of those guys to get healthy and play. And three of them were just limited in practice, thankfully for them. They, mm-hmm. need, they need at least. I mean, Gesicki not practicing on a Wednesday, that's never good when they miss practice. Right. But it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Definitely worth keeping an eye on. Um, but I think Lynn Bowden could be a sneaky ad. You throw him on the end of your bench and, and wait and see how the news plays out because, like, 
someone has to get the targets, and it's going to be Lynn Bowden. He is currently at the top of the depth chart for um, slot receiver right now, ahead of Antonio Callaway. So, um, got to keep an eye on it. But if not, you got Mac Hollins, you got Malcolm Perry, um, you got some no nobodies that they're going to roll out. So, keep an eye on it for sure. Uh, I think Salvin Ahmed is a locked and loaded start if he's cleared to play. Uh, DeAndre Washington had double-digit targets last week and did nothing with it. They clearly don't believe in Brita or Laird, um, but we have seen Ahmed be the workhorse this season. So if I think if he's cleared, you can you can absolutely play Salvin Ahmed. Um, and you're obviously not starting Tua, especially without options. Um, so I think that's it from the Dolphins, right? Yep. Um, to the Patriots side of the ball... All right, next game. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, um, uh, I'll take the Dolphins to win. Yeah, I don't don't start any Patriots. None. Not even Damian Harris. Dolphins still have a good defense, so nobody. Um, yeah, I will also take the Dolphins to win. Man, this line looks super juicy, and now I'm kind of. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm down on Those it because injuries, of the. Uh, I didn't realize how bad it was. Well, I saw it was at two and a half, and I went. I have the book open as well, and mm-hmm. it's one point here, so I just went and checked their team injuries, and there you go. Yeah. Everyone that catches the ball was either out of practice or very limited. Yeah. Dude, this uh, this 30-minute timer on Skype is so clutch. I keep checking in a panic to be like, make sure I'm not inactive. I'm not. <laughs> Cracks me up. I love it. Um, all right, next game, we have your Chicago Bears, three-point dogs in Minnesota. Over-under is 47. You you lead this one off because you have you have the Bears beat. Give me the Bears beat. I mean, the offense is completely different now than it was with Foles at quarterback. Uh, every, everyone who should be playable actually is. Mm-hmm. Al Robinson's a beast when Mitchell throws. Because um, unlike Foles, Mitchell uses him in the red zone. And he's getting those touchdowns recently. And so is David Montgomery. And David Montgomery's not only getting touchdowns, he's busting big runs. 80-yard touchdown on the first play of the game. I hadn't even got the game, the illegal stream on before we were winning. You know how great that feeling is? You're up 7-0, you don't even know what's going on. But yeah, uh, and Cole Komet, who I said in the preview, he's getting a lot more you know, snaps, and he has as many targets in the last two weeks as he did the first 11. And he is a rookie, very talented um, if you look up Cole Komet stiff arm on Twitter, you'll see a play last week where he turned an eight-yard catch into a 14-yard catch because he put four guys on their asses. Those are the three guys that you want. Um, Mitchell, not this week, certainly not. If he plays well this week, though, like I said in the preview, Jacksonville Week 16, you might have to consider consider it. But Allen Robinson, Dave Montgomery, no-brainers. Easy. Absolute no-brainers. Yeah. Um, I, I gave my, my two cents on Mitch on the on the recap pod as well. Um, he's not a bad streamer, especially not against Minnesota, and especially not if uh, you've been really scraping the waiver wire. Maybe you're in one of those leagues where everyone hoards quarterbacks on their bench for some reason. Um, I, I don't hate it at all. He, he has never lost to the Vikings. Interesting. Because that, that game... Point. You know, Nagy's first L against the Vikings. That was Foles' last game. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that's that makes sense. Uh, also worth noting, this is a division game, and both of these teams are 6-7. and seven. Now, I know the Packers are running away with the division. but They already won it. Um, it's clinched. Right. But uh, 
these teams both have what potential wild card implications. There is a second wild card spot. Potential um, going into potential implications. Going into last week, the Vikings had the spot over the Cardinals. Um, that is now flipped because the Cardinals won and the Vikings lost, but they're both definitely in it. So um, whether or not we think they can win doesn't matter. These guys in the locker room are obviously pumping themselves up to to try to make the run. So absolutely. Um, to the Vikings side of the ball. Um, you got Dalvin Cook, who you're always starting. Uh, you have Thielen and Jefferson, who I think at this point you kind of always have to start as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about Irv Smith, my guy, getting those red zone targets. Uh, this is a decent matchup for the tight ends. Um, for Irv Smith against these Bears, and uh, he caught a touchdown last week. He's now back. He's healthy. I don't hate Irv Smith as a stream. Um and I would say you can probably find better options than Kirk Cousins this week. Certainly. Um, um, I will say that the game we had against them four weeks ago, yeah, best performance that Cook and Thielen have ever had against us. Interesting. The, Thielen had, I think he was either zero or one touchdown in the 15 or so games coming in. Mm-hmm. He had two that day. Yeah. Cook is, Cook's career high against us was 40-something yards. He had 96. Okay. So they might have uh, unlocked something that they didn't previously, they couldn't get past uh, on the Chicago defense before. Sure. Same with Cousins. Mm-hmm. It's easily the best game he's had against us. Yeah. Um, so oh, excuse I'm me. not out on the Vikings as much as I would usually be this week. I think this might be kind of high scoring even. I think this could be fun. That 47 might be looking kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, we did have I mean, a six-game losing streak and then the best game of the year. I don't know what to think of. The Bears, really. Yeah, it's fair. It, it's definitely a risky 47. But anytime you see something in the 40s and you have even an inkling that it could be a shootout, that's low-key kind of nice. So uh, definitely a line I might be uh, I might be testing this weekend. Um, who? Anyone else do you want to talk about in this matchup? I mean, Jimmy Graham, as much as Cole Komet, I would take Komet first. Yeah, I don't think I'm touching Jimmy Graham. Even though Jimmy Graham does, they do love him at like the two-yard line. Like first and goal at the two will probably, you know, just have him do a jump ball. But Komet's getting the, the all the work in between the lines, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, okay, who are you taking? I can't pick against my boys in a, in a close matchup. That's fair. Um, I'm taking the Vikings on a bounce-back week. I wonder, at the end of the year, we need to check what team's records would be if we were right all the time. I think you'd have the Vikings as Super Bowl candidate. <laughs> like how often I pick the Vikings? Yeah. I don't have our game picks every single week. Mm, we can find them. Um, like I don't write them down. I delete them because we, we track it on here. We can find them. You, you want to listen back to sure. 16 episodes? I'll just do to, it, man. Just to see if I have the Vikings as a contender. <laughs> And who else? I want to know who else. Cracks me up. I'm no, probably, I was out on the Vikings for a minute. I probably have the Raiders at like 1 in 15. Yeah, you probably do. Um, hilarious. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings, though. I, I don't know that I'm there at home. I don't know that I'm quite buying Mitch's Bears, although they're, it's much better to see than Nick Foles' Bears. And um, I think they were in the wild card last week. So I think uh, I think they're going to bounce back here. Next morning game, we have Seattle visiting Washington as five-and-a-half-point favorites. Should the be more. Over-unders, 44-and-a-half. You know, I thought that, too. If Dwayne Haskins is starting, I, th- that line should be much, much he higher. Has, 
Alex hasn't been ruled out yet. So they don't want to make it too crazy mm. just in case he does play. And then all these people have already taken five and a half points. And, sure. and then it becomes like an actual matchup. Did they, did they pull it from the book? or They have not pulled it from the book, no. Interesting. Well, I might just go take that because Se- Seattle just scored 40 points. I know it was against the Jets, but it was against the, Jets. the offense looks like it's back to rolling. Um, but let's start with that Seattle offense. Um, Russ went from being ass back to being good. God, he needed that. He needed that. He needed that so bad. Nice little four-piece. Any turnovers? I don't think so. At least definitely no picks. Yeah. Um, DK had a day per use. He's a great Actually, receiver. He's top top three receiver on the season. Um, and he is clearly the one. Um, Chris Carson, not great. Pretty disappointing, to be honest. Only five rushing attempts, one reception. Um, I think... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the complete wrong line. Great day for Chris Carson. I hate when I do that. I was like, wait a minute. I thought he did good. Uh, 12 rushing attempts, 76 yards, five targets in the passing game for another 22. Uh, He ended with 16 standard points. I'm just doing the math in my head because I'm so tired of them turning this on me. 17, about 17 points. Um, But dude, can I just take a quick little victory lap on Tyler Lockett? This team scored 40 points against the New York Jets last week, and Tyler Lockett caught five balls for 52 yards on five targets. I have been saying this, that he's had two good weeks all year and one passable week, and that is continues to be fact up to this point. He... He had the one game, he said two games this year, bro, where he scored three touchdowns. And other than that, he's, he's completely disappeared. He's got two touchdowns on the, on the rest of the season. I don't know how you can continue to roll Tyler Lockett out there every single week and just continue to be disappointed. On top of that, he's playing Washington, who has a really good secondary on the low, and they are playing for something. And honestly, I think they're going to win the division now, which makes me really sad, but... With this whole Daniel Jones injury woe, I, I can't I can't in good faith say that the Giants are going to catch up um, now that they are down um, a game. So I I have zero faith in Tyler Lockett. How do you feel about him this week? I think that's fair at this point. You know, it's we've kind I kind of gave him some time, and that time's up now. Yeah, his time's up for sure. And like you said, football team is not fucking around right now. They're playing well. Their defense is the strength of their team, and that's how they're going to try and win this game. Yeah, they, they got to contain DK if they have any chance. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it from uh, Lockett this week again. I, I would agree. Four straight games, less than twenty points given up by the uh, football team's defense. Yep, pretty damn solid they're run. They're playing good, and we watched the Seahawks get shut down by the Giants' defense with Colt McCoy at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Washington is able to give them similar treatment um, with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, who another backup quarterback who's who's back behind center, uh, at least we assume at this point. Um, Antonio Gibson is likely out for the year with Lamar Miller being added to the practice squad. Um, this well, offense... They, they, sign, they sign Lamar Miller to play. I'm sorry, not the practice squad. Off of, uh, from a practice squad. Off of ours, yes, though. signed to the roster. Um, so that means Gibson is probably donezo for the year. Peyton Barber sucks, 
And uh, J.D. McKissick is not a early down type of back. And Dwayne Haskins doesn't really utilize running back drop-offs, so I think he loses his fantasy value. Which sucks, man. Yeah. So I think we're looking right now at um, Terry McLaurin only, and even that is a little... I'm a little hesitant, although the Seattle secondary is bad, and Haskins does have rapport with McLaurin, so I think he'll do fine. I think he'll have a good game. I like McLaurin this week for Even the sole reason Even if he has to kind of scrap it, it together. Could be, it could be a very forced McLaurin day. Yes, I would agree. Um, but other than that, I would, I'm not touching a— Steven Sims Jr.? Uh, no, not touching a footballer. Definitely not. Um, who do you have to win? Uh, I will take the Hawks. I can't trust Dwayne Haskins. I do like the football team a lot. I've liked them all year, but I am I do not like Dwayne Haskins. I am picking against my heart. I am picking Washington. Okay. I am picking Washington to win this game. Five straight for don't, the football team. Don't talk me out of it because I, I may have just talked myself out of it. <laughs> yep, I did. I'm going back. <laughs> That'll be a moment I look back on and I go, damn it, why did I do it? But I can't do it. I just can't do it, um, especially with Haskins. It's just it's tough. Um, any anything else from this game you want to talk about? No, it's gonna be a good game. Um, I would say bet the five and a half if you can, maybe. Yeah, I'm a little scared by that. I don't know. If I don't know who's gonna play quarterback, I'm not betting on the game. If you just heard my sequence of events, I went from picking Washington to never mind Seahawks to bet the spread. So I, <laughs> this game clearly has me. Uh, all over the place. I have no idea how to feel about so it. So don't bet the spread. Uh, I will not be. <laughs> I'll keep it in mind. Um, last morning game. Jaguars visiting the Ravens. 13-point dogs. 47.5 over under. Um, that is a spread I'll be taking. 13? Okay. This, this Ravens team just scored 47 points against the Browns, and now they're playing... The one of the worst teams. Browns give up a lot of points in the league. Yeah, but so do the Jaguars. That's true. Thirteen is. It should be more. It should definitely be more. Lamar is back, firing all cylinders. The running game looks great. Marquise Hollywood Brown is getting involved enough to the point that COVID he, list. Oh, he did get COVID listed, mm, but he sucks. So, <laughs> Mark Andrews is good. He's out there. He's healthy. Um, I think you're firing up Dobbins. Oh yes, Lamar. Mark Andrews and Gus Edwards. Yeah, I don't hate Gus Edwards either as a flex play, RB2 type of play. I like them both, man. They're both getting the work. I think they'll both get 10 plus, probably do what they've been doing with the ball and, and yep, do it and, you know, getting six yards of carry at least. Uh, Dobbins kind of the guy that they let run the game, and then Edwards, when they're up big, they let him run it out because he's going to stay in bounds and take any hit that the defense lays out on him. (sighs) I like them both. Yep. No, I agree completely. Um, they're both basically kind of almost sort of RB1s because of how often mm-hmm. the Ravens run the ball. It's almost like they're both the starter. Um, so as long as Ingram doesn't trickle his way back in and start stealing work again, nah. I think it's safe to play both of those guys. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Jaguar's side of the ball. We got James Robinson. His name's James Robinson, and he's the fantasy MVP mm-hmm. of the year because he was a UDFA. He's a workhorse. He's a baller. He does it in good game scripts and bad Good matchups and bad. He just fucking does it. I have him in my dynasty league, and I flirted with trading him. I was trying to take advantage of his window. I'm so glad I didn't because he is going to be a guy for the foreseeable future. I'll convince you. I'll show you something after the show that'll convince you to trade him. No, mm-hmm. you you can't. 
I already know your answer to this, but I have to ask anyways. <laughs> sure. Uh, does Minshew starting again make you consider Cole or Chark? Uh, not Cole. Potentially Chark. But here's the thing with Chark is you have not been starting Chark, and if you have been, you've been losing. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you've either lost probably or, or you've you figured out options. a better plan, a safer plan at the very least. Does he have upside? Sure. Um but two, two catches on nine targets last week. Yeah, so he's getting his targets, but the quarterback play is bad. So you could take that one of two different ways. Well, I didn't see those targets, so we. Yeah, um, I don't know if that was on the quarterback necessarily. Yeah, I mean, anytime a guy gets nine targets, but he can only catch the ball twice, you kind of have to. I mean, Cole had a very efficient day with his targets. Yeah, I mean, Chark is kind of more the deep guy, the over-the-top guy. Look, there is upside. Okay. But uh, I don't want to play with it. He's had one good week with Minshew as the quarterback. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not touching the chark. No chark week for me. Um, anyone else you want to talk about from this game? Nah. Ravens. Yes, sir. Easy, easy pick. Absolutely easy pick. And that's it for the morning slate. We move to the afternoon. The Jets visit the Rams, who are 17 point favorites. The over under is 44. Um, Jets side of the ball. Let me dispel. Sure, go ahead. Any Jets thought of Ty Johnson or anyone that you might have? Thought, uh, you have the Adam Gase quote. No. Oh, okay. What did he say? Something? Yo, he literally is like, we have decided that the best way for this team to win is if Frank Gore is the um, number one on the depth chart, no matter what, for the rest of the year. <laughs> Guy's such an idiot. I do love that. But no. LaMichael L- 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 P. Ryan also back rookie, and he got to presume that he would have got the work over Ty Johnson. Same, same, you know, just no. no yeah. Nobody. I don't want anybody. Nobody Donald's going to. This Rams defense is super good. They're really good. They're one of the best in the league. So no, no Jets. Just no. Yep, no Jets. You're in the playoffs. None of them. No. Zero. Nada. Nada. Rams side of the ball. <sighs> Jared Gurf. Mr. Every time I have a really good looking matchup, I don't do anything with it. King Goffrey. What do we do with Jared Goff this week? Are, I feel like you have to play him against the Jets. I guess. I mean, he's... Jared Goff is so frustrating because he should be good every single he's week. Not, he's just he has not a great good. defense. He has great receivers. Um, he's typically got time to throw the ball, and sometimes he's good, and sometimes he's ass. I hope one day the Rams get McVay a new arm puppet because Goff is not a good arm puppet for McVay. Yeah. They could do better. Yeah. With his, with his system and the guys they have around the Rams... If, Put a top five quarterback on this team. Holy shit, they'd be the best team in the league. Yeah, pretty easily, actually. Um, Notable performances from Goff against bad defenses where he scored poorly. 11.5 against Dallas. 11.7 against the early Giants. 12.2 against... Okay, Miami's good. Never mind. Um, 10.5 against Seattle. 5 against San Francisco. Um, he had 15.6 last week against New England, um, who is a good defense. Uh, but he also, he'll drop. He had a rushing touchdown last week. Oh, yikes. That's a really you don't bad expect that. You don't expect yeah. that from him. Yeah. 24 points against Arizona, 25 against Tampa and Bay. he also had a rushing touchdown against Arizona. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't had any games in the 30s. He's had one game over 25, two games over How 25. How much did he have against Tampa? 
25 points. Okay. So that was four weeks ago. Um, I feel like you have to you have to consider him against the Jets, but I'm not excited about it. This could be a game where, you know, Rams have three running backs, right, that could take the ball? Well, that's kind of my next point. Why not get up 14-0 and then Akers, Henderson, and fucking yeah. Malcolm Brown just, you know, have hold hands the rest of the game? They, they could do that. They haven't. They've clearly shown that they don't mind handing the ball off a million times in games that they're destroying. And why not? That's um, what you should do, especially Cam- if you have three good running backs. Yeah. Cam Akers had 29 carries last week, 21 carries this uh, the week before. He is a locked and loaded starter. Hopefully you got him off the wire because, holy moly, he's going to win some Hopefully leagues. you drafted him and then dropped him two weeks before <laughs> he started going off. Oh, man. Like he, me. He's going to win some leagues. Jets, Seattle, and then Arizona in 17 if that matters. Um, so, uh, definitely can't acres, uh, just to wrap up golf, I guess you can, but I'm not excited. Would you agree? Yeah. But, uh, what you can do is you can start Robert Woods and Cooper cup. Um, although they, Robert Woods had a bit of a disappointing week last week in a game where they controlled it the whole time. Um, he did drop a, a decent chunk of yardage and, uh, Sometimes the game goes your way. Like, I think one of those guys will have a good game, and one of those guys will have an okay game. But it's hard to know which one, so I think you just got to play them both. Right? I mean, they're both top 24 options yeah. pretty much every single week. So, um, got to rock with that. I'm out on the tight ends still with the split, and Higby looked like it was going to be a Higby game, and then they just stopped using them, and they ran the ball a million times. So, um, I would expect more of the same this week. I'm out on Higby this week. Anyone else on the Rams you want to talk about? No. All right. We're both taking the Rams pretty easy. Yep. And we move on. Jets are going to do it, man. They're really going to go 0-16. Oh, They're going to do it. I think so. I For a second, I thought they wouldn't. And They should have. I mean, the Raiders game, they won, but whatever. Yeah. Well, shout out to uh, Greg shout Williams. Shout out to Vegas. Really helping that tank. Eagles, Cardinals in beautiful Glendale, Arizona. Arizona's favored by six and a half points. Over oh under is God. 49. Six and a half? Yeah. After uh, the Eagles beat the, the Saints. The best team in the NFC, but presumably. Team that had won nine straight games. With Taysom Hill at quarterback, so you can't quite put them at the best team. But um, they're certainly up there. Um, the Cardinals did kind of give the Giants the hands the week after they beat the Seahawks. And uh, they did it with uh, Daniel Jones back when the Seahawks lost with Colt McCoy. So I don't know how any of that factors in, but I guess people are going to be high on the Cardinals being, quote, back. Um, Which, I'm not going to lie to you, I watched that game. The Giants' defense held up admirably for three quarters of the game. But you can only do so much when every possession is a three and out. So um, they got tired and... Cliff Kingsbury was creative in getting DeAndre Hopkins away from James Bradbury, getting him open, getting him the ball. Kenyon Drake ran like a champ. Kyler Murray ran nice. Um, yeah, I mean, good Cardinals team. I'm not sure what to make of this Eagles team, though. What's your initial takes on this game? I think that the Eagles are a completely different team than they were just two weeks ago. They still have the same shitty head coach. They do. Uh but that shitty head coach put together a game plan that beat the team who was in first place in the NFC 
who had won nine straight games. And to be honest, that game was another game where the score was closer than it really was. Jalen Hurts completely controlled that game, and, and so did Miles Sanders. I think that it's, we're going to see more of the same this week. It's not like Arizona has a defense worth worrying about. You know, the best part of Arizona's defense is their pass rush. Um, and, you know, you got top three mobile quarterback in the league now. Let's not get crazy. Who would you rather run in than Hurts? Lamar and... Um, give me Taysom Hill. Give me... No way. Well, I mean, are we talking fantasy output based on volume or, or skill and ability? Skill and ability. It's hard. It's it's really hard to judge the sample size because we see this a lot with running quarterbacks. When they come in, they're spectacular because no one has any tape on them. I would say even with one week of tape... Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is a college coach. You think He has four years of tape on Jalen Hurts. Well, yes, but it's different tape. It's against the Big 12. It's not in the NFL. It's not... I I would say I would say a week removed from his first start, they're already at um, considerably less of an advantage than they had with the total surprise factor, um, and they're at more of an advantage with their matchup. Yes, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that that automatically puts the them Saints out of this game. The Saints' defense was one of the best in the league. And yeah, they I know they played like cool. shit. They played like shit. And like we like I said in the in the recap. Saints hadn't given up a 100-yard rusher in three over three years, three years in one month, and they give up two in the same game. The Eagles are going to run for 150 yards as a team against the Cardinals this week. And Hurts is going to get some, and Miles Sanders is going to get some as well. I don't disagree. But also, I just I feel like sometimes good teams have bad games, and I think the Saints just had a bad game. And on top of the fact that they ne- no one's ever seen Jalen Hurts in the NFL— and I don't know. I, I wouldn't expect the same output from this team. They're not suddenly a, a team that I'm afraid to play if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, who's beat the, I, I they beat the Bills man. this year. They, you know, they've played some good games. They won on a Hail Mary, man. They still made pull the play. A be, pull a better win than the Hail Mary. It's still a win. It say means, the Seahawks in overtime. Say the Giants. Don't say, oh, the Hail Mary. Fine. Up. They beat the Seahawks in overtime. There they you go. destroyed the Giants, whose defense has been really, really good. Um, they beat the Bills. I, I don't, you know, yeah, it was a Hail Mary, but it was also, they hung in the game long enough that the, the against the Bills, who are a really good team, who are a contender, that it came down to the last pass, and, you know, they pulled it off because they have the talent. I, I'm not afraid of the Eagles' offense. I'm considerably more afraid of it than I was a week ago, but last week they were a joke. So I think now they're just kind of in the pack. They're in the hunt. They they could do some stuff. Um, let's talk about the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts is a good streamer because of his rushing baseline. Um, although I'm not rushing to start him over Kyler, Deshaun, uh, Taysom Hill. Um, Taysom Hill has been an excellent fantasy performer. Josh Allen. Um, if you have these guys, don't don't get crazy and go, you know, throw Jalen Hurts in, in your playoff lineup. But I think he's a good streamer. Um, I think Miles Sanders re-inspires trust after that performance last week, which cost me my matchup because I didn't leave him in the game because Doug Peterson is a terrible head coach. And Jay- Should have listened to me. 
It was too. It was too hot. It was too hot of a take, Jackson. It was too easy of a take. <laughs> um, I I still don't want any receiving options for this Eagles team, though. Maybe Goddard. Maybe Goddard. Um, anyone else on the Eagles? Nah. Okay, Cardinals. It's Kyler. It's Kenyon. It's D Hop. Yep. It's Dan Arnold. It's the postman. Yo, I'm down as hell for Dan. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm so down for Dan Arnold. I'm da- I'm absolutely down for it. He's very, I mean, he's a lot more athletic than I expected for a guy as big as he is. He's super athletic. And he made, what, a 50-yard touchdown not too long ago? Uh, yeah. Kyler's starting to use him a little 59. bit. Starting, they're starting to use the tight end a little bit more. I like Dan Arnold this week. I dig it for sure. Yeah. he uh, He's had three touchdowns in the last two weeks and four in the last four. Um, he's only getting two to four targets a game. Um, so it really does come down to does he get the touchdown or not, but he does have that big playability, so I don't hate it if you're trying to throw a fun streamer in there, or if you're like some people I know and you're just like, F this, I'm so tired of playing zero tight ends, what do I have to lose? Why not throw Dan Arnold in there? He's, uh, he's fun. He's a fun guy out there. Um, but I think that's it for me from, from the Cardinals as well. Um, anyone else you want to talk about in this game? Who are you taking? Um, I'm going to take the Eagles to win. Wow. Boo. Yuck. Cardinals for me. It's the Cardinals for me. Um, <laughs> Freaking Borat. Correct me up. Uh, last afternoon game. We're winding down here. Chiefs Saints. Potential. Game of the week. Super Bowl preview. True. Uh, fun fact. My preseason Super Bowl prediction. and um, Was it? Yep. Hmm. I had to recant the fact that I had the Saints to win the Super Bowl this year a few weeks ago. I was like, man, I kind of wishing I didn't make that. And then Taysom Hill takes over and they go on a however many game win streak before last week. So I'm uh, re-excited about my, my prediction. But that is my that was my uh, Super Bowl prediction from the preseason. Um, Those were two of my five preseason that I've labeled as bona fide contenders yep. for the Super Bowl. Those two, the 49ers, which... Busted, but D- not, not your fault. And then who were the other two? Um, I had Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Okay, not bad. Um, Obviously, at this point, Pittsburgh and Green Bay are, are in that. Uh, they're in it, yes. Green Bay, yes. Pittsburgh. Uh, they're going to get, I mean, they're going to They're going to first round exit. We'll see. Um, anyway, Chiefs, three-point favorites in New Orleans, mm-hmm. over-unders 51 and a half. Now, Sean Payton is a great head coach, okay? This Saints team was winning and doing well. This team is now at home. Sean Payton just got embarrassed by the Eagles. I cannot imagine any scenario other than a bounce-back game from the Saints. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win, but I don't think they're going to play bad. I think they're going to play well. I think this defense is going to give their best, give their absolute best shot at this uh, Chiefs offense, which has a way to run away with games. And I think... Um, this offense is going to produce against a honestly kind of average Chiefs defense. Um, overall, not anything to be super afraid of going against. They've given up some big games to good offenses. Um, what's your initial take on this game here? I think the Saints offense isn't as good with Taysom as it is with Breeze. And you look at Taysom's four starts. Uh, he lost the Eagles last week. He's beaten Atlanta twice. In two games where he scored less than 25 points. Um, and they beat the Broncos when the Broncos started a car salesman at quarterback. 
I I love the Saints' defense. They've been absolutely crazy this year. But three points only, man? I don't know. I think it, I mean, I'm hammering that Chiefs cover. I think I am too. Um, but I think it'll be a good game and a watchable game for sure. It'll be watchable and fun. But it's it's a bad matchup for the Saints. If Kansas City gets up early, the Saints can't. They're not the way that they're built. They can't play comeback. They they want to stuff you and run all over you. Kansas City is kind of one dimensional, but that one dimension is un fucking stoppable. It's That's their go. passing offense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. So um, something's going to give here, and I, I just think that the Chiefs are a leg up on the Saints right now. Um, if Breeze were in the game, I might consider a tiny bit. There is a chance. It's unlikely. Really? But there is a chance. Yes, he has been designated to return. Peyton, three hours ago, has a ways to go, uh, and then you're not going to hurry him back. Okay, so he's not so playing. So he's not playing he's this not week. He's not playing this week. Um, I don't want anything to do with Taysom starting I, this week. I do. Look, the the Chiefs are a are a pass funnel offense. You know, I say this all the time. They they allow their opponents to run the ball and they are going to stop you with the pass. Because you can run over them all day because they have enough offensive firepower to keep up and beat whatever offense you can put out with a running game because they're going to stop your passing game. So you might score 21 points and run the ball super efficiently, but they're going to score 45 in the same amount of time. So it doesn't matter. Yep. Um, so I think Taysom Hill is a great streamer, as always, this week. And it's worth noting that Michael Thomas had his eight receptions and Alvin Kamara had seven this week, um, this past week against the Eagles, which is nice to see again. Um, and that might be a glimpse into them in a negative game script. Uh, they didn't play good comeback, but those guys did continue to get their receptions. So... Um, I have to say it was nice to see as an Alvin Kamara owner, although my season is over, um, that he did get his receptions and, and he was RB10 this week. Um, but so those three guys you're playing, and I think that's probably it from the Saints, right? I don't really feel like taking a flyer on Jared Cook against the Chiefs. Um, to the Chiefs side of the ball, you're playing Mahomes, even though he threw three interceptions and he cost me my uh, season. I'm not over it. Um you're playing Travis Kelsey because he is now the league leader in receiving yards. Not tight end leader, league leader. All, all players who catch. Um, he is such a positional advantage, man. We're going to talk about all this in the offseason, but there's a case to be made for him to be your first-round pick. And I, I wouldn't even hate you if you did it. I mean, look at the guys we're starting at um, running back. Salvin Ahmed, Miles Gaskin, all these guys you pick up for free. You know, you take a guy like... McCaffrey, Barkley, whatever they get hurt. Travis Kelsey just performs every single week, and he scores 25 points every single week. Mm-hmm. And he's a positional advantage. I don't know. Case to be made. Anyway, you're always starting Travis Kelsey um, and Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, who is the wide receiver one on the year. Um, he has been so consistent this year. He is usually a boomer bust guy, and he has been the opposite this year. He has been boom, just boom. Um, so the question mark comes down to Clyde. Um, a decent game against Miami, 16 attempts for only 32 yards, but he did catch five of six for 59, got him to 11.6 half PPR fantasy points. Didn't kill your week. Certainly wasn't exciting. Um, obviously did not find the end zone. Um, how do you feel about, um, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. Me too. 
I um, think that's one of the toughest calls of the week. I think if you bench him, I don't blame you against New Orleans. I mean, but you may also kind of have to roll him out. Uh, New Orleans best against uh, running backs in fantasy. Yeah, and, and that includes the Miles Sanders week yep. fact, factored in. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, best against yeah, exactly best against running backs, and they just let this guy get one twenty and two touchdowns on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do That's not. That's pretty insane. Yeah, I do not. Uh, I do not blame you if you pivot from Clyde this week. Although it might be hard, but you may have already figured out a plan for that because he's been pretty up and down. I don't think I blame it either. Um, and that's it for the Chiefs. I mean, you're not playing me, Cole. You're not playing um, Robinson or Sammy Watkins or anything like that. So I think that's it for the Chiefs. Um, and we cover the Saints. Who are you picking? Chiefs. I am also picking the Chiefs. It will be fun, though. Hopefully, it's a good game. Sunday Night Football. You know they picked this game, assuming Odell would be playing. Because there is no reason why the New York Giants playing the Browns should be the Sunday Night Football in Week 15. Well, we got some playoff implications in it. Uh, sort of. In a very in a very backdoor way, we for do. For both teams. Yes. Uh, the Browns are obviously 9-4 and four and fighting for their life because the league... Division leader is 11-2 and two Steelers, and they just lost to the Ravens, who are now 8-5? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so they're only one game ahead of the Ravens. There's so this two teams at 8-5 and five who, are je- who are fighting for one spot right there. Yeah. And the, then there's a 7-6 and six team. So yeah, that this, AFC, looking pretty wild. Yeah, this is a huge game for the Browns for sure. They are four-point favorites at MetLife. The over-under is 45-and-a-half. Um my must-sit of the week is any giant not named Wayne Gallman. Um, because Daniel Jones, if he plays, is super banged up. And basically, the game plan was to have him stand in the pocket and throw and not be mobile. Daniel Jones cannot succeed that way. He cannot play that way. He is not effective that way. He's effective when he's moving, when he's outside the pocket, when he's running, run pass option, all that jazz. Um and he can't do it. So whether it's Colt McCoy, who's throwing, who makes nobody valuable, or it's Daniel Jones trying to be a pocket passer, Evan Ingram, you can't play. Sterling Shepard, you can't play. Darius Slayton, you can't play. Um, and you're obviously not playing the quarterback themselves. Wayne Train, um, the shoe finally fell, if you will, on him last week against the Cardinals. Um, not the day you were looking for from Wayne Gallman and not the day you've come to expect from Wayne Gallman. Um, although he did score 8.8 half PPR fantasy points, so he really didn't kill your week. 12 for 57, caught three of four targets. Um, he just he didn't find the end zone because the offense was uh, porous. It was terrible. Um, and he, he still had a decent day. So I think you can... You can put Wayne out. That's his first game um, below the threshold that you would want him at since he took over the starting job. Um, and even that, it, it didn't kill your week. So I think you can start Wayne Gallman. But other than that, I'm out on all the Giants. Um, do you have anything to add add to the Giants? I don't disagree with okay. any of that. Yeah, it's, it's tough. But, I mean, that's just where we're at. Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baker, dude. Guy is slinging that thing. Beast. Um, he looks great. This is still a good defense. They do struggle when they have to play the entire game on the field, but this is still a good defense. Um, 
I I think you can do better options streaming than you Baker. You can, but he's so I mean, if he's been carrying your team, which it's very possible at this mm-hmm. point, ride it out. Yeah, I, I don't mean, blame you at all. I I doubt he's been carrying anyone's team because he's going pretty hard. He the last 3 weeks he's done well, but before that he had the 3 uh monsoon games and the uh the bye in there. So between week 7 and week 12 he had zero good games. So um you probably have another quarterback on your roster, but I would say speculative ad, he gets the Jets next week. So grab him now if he's available, even if you're not going to roll him out against the Giants, because uh, he gets the Jets in championship week, and I think they're just going to go ham on on the Jets. So um, he's fun. He doesn't. He's not the guy who's going to go up 20 points and hand the ball off a million times. Like they might still use the running backs a ton, but Baker just loves to like be electrifying and fun. You know, he's great. I love watching Baker play football. Um, Chubb, Hunt, you're playing both of them. Pretty, I think, I think that's pretty standard. Of course. And um, Jarvis was a little disappointing this week. Uh, cost me my matchup. Uh, don't, don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Rashard Higgins with a ton of work against kid's the Ravens. He's an animal. I they gave him an extension. They loved how much how well he's been playing. I would be, I would be tempted to say play. No, I think Bradbury's going to be on Higgins because he's on the outside and Landry's the slot guy. Hmm. So I guess if you're playing one of them, it's Landry, um, in the slot. Yeah. But um, you know, Higgins is. I don't know. He's I mean, pretty good, man. I have a hard time relying on the Giants to shut anyone down completely when I know the offense can't can't offer any sort of compensation. So, um, if you want to start both of those guys, either of those guys, I don't blame you. Um, I would caution you with Higgins, but I don't blame you. Um, tight ends. I saw a lot of spread the. I haven't gotten a chance to look at the numbers and the splits yet. But I saw a lot of the the ball was spread around uh, amongst those three tight ends. What what's your take on on um, Hooper and Joku and uh, and Bryant and Bryant? Yep, they use them all, man. I know. So I feel so, like you really can't play any yeah, of them. You can't. But uh, it is nice for Baker because it's just nice to have guys who can play. Mm-hmm. You know. I am confused. I saw a tweet about this. It said, "I'm wondering why the Browns made Austin Hooper." the number one tight end in football or number one paid tight end in football this off season when they have a clearly capable duo on the team right now. Well, Bryant's a rookie and Njoku looked like he was on his way out. I know, but Stefanski comes in, evaluates the talent, signs Austin Hooper. I thought that was kind of weird, but just more, more, it's a lot of money too, but, uh, I, I guess it's it's not the worst thing Having in the world. Two tight ends is great. For Let's a just hope they unload OBJ's contract this off season because they are so much better without him. Um, I think that's it for this game. You want to add anything? Anything on Wayne or anything? No, man. I mean, gotta Nick, love the Wayne train. I love Wayne. Love Chubb. Two of my favorite running backs in the league. Facts. Um, who are you taking? Brownies. I'm also taking the Browns. Wow, man. Hate to do it, but I have no faith in this team if Daniel Jones is not healthy. Um, and this Browns team is much better than the Seahawks, in my opinion. So I just after the, after the showing, we I I was on top of the world after we beat the Seahawks with Colt McCoy. I was like, this team is good. Like we can make it work. 
and then we just didn't show up against the Cardinals, and I just I just don't know anymore. So um, I'm going to have to see it first. I will be thrilled if I'm wrong about this game pick. That's for sure. And finally, Monday Night Football. Steelers head to Cincinnati as 13-point favorites. The over-under is 40.5. shit game. Yeah. Well, uh, 40 and a half over-under gives the implied point total to the Steelers of... Um, like 30. 28. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Which would give the Bengals 15. Um, Pretty yucky. Pretty yucky overall. It's a lame game. Um, sorry, I did that wrong. I'll give the Bengals 13. Um, this is a lame game for sure. I spoke about Deontay Johnson. He's my stock down for the week on the no-cap recap. If you didn't listen, I'll plug it again. Go check it out. Um, the Steelers' offense sucks. James Conner looks bad. Benny Snell is con- a considerably worse option than him. Big Ben looks bad. Worst run offense in the NFL. Everyone's dropping passes. Juju's route tree is literally like, let me stand in the slot, and then on the snap, I'm just going to turn over my back shoulder and stand on the line of scrimmage and catch a ball for two yards. That's like all they're using him for. I don't understand. Um, And then Claypool busted last week big time. I just I don't have faith in the Steelers offense right now and I know that they're going to beat the Bengals but I just I don't know that all these guys are going to have great fantasy days. Like people want to stream Big Ben and I'm like why? There's so many decent streamers, why would you take the risk? This offense is really bad right now and the defense is banged up. Oh yeah. So they're- I could even see the Bengals scoring some points um and this being like a low scoring type of why is this game a nail biter type of nail biter? And you know the Steelers end up winning like seventeen to twelve. You know, like I could so easily see that. Um, what are your thoughts on on the Steelers here? I don't know what to think of them. I mean, this is a very favorable matchup, so you would hope that your guys come through. But I don't know. I don't. I don't have any Steelers on my teams. I have not all season. Obviously, no running backs. Don't take either of them. Like yeah. I said, worst worst running offense in the NFL. They throw it a lot, and they don't throw it very well. Uh, they have great yeah. options, but mm-hmm. Big Ben's just a little bit old. He's a little bit, you know, he's taken a quadrillion hits in his life. Who knows? Yeah. I think they'll win, but I'm not excited. I'm not going to watch this game, probably. Yeah. I mean, I always watch when it's uh, the only game on, but I'm not going to be excited about it. I'll have it on the background. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Bengals. Uh, yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> I whiffed on um, Gio Bernard being my start of the week last week because he was playing a really bad defense, and the last time he did that, he ran all over them. And then he lost a ton of his work to um, third-string guy. I don't even know his name. Um, hey, before I know you're judging me right now. You're like, this guy? This guy is a fantasy show, and he doesn't know the guy's name? Hey, you listen to us because we're fun. And relatable, not because I have the depth chart memorized. <laughs> um, For the Bengals' third string running back? Yes. Uh, Tra- Tra- Travion Williams. Williams. Yep. Samaj P. Ryan didn't really get anything. Hey, but sooner, baby. Travion Williams got a bunch of work and Samaj. stole it from Gio Bernard. So 
I don't want anything to do with any Bengals for the remainder of the season, I think, I'm yep. at that point. I completely so. agree. Um, okay. And I think we're both going to pick the Steelers. Yes, sir. That was a pretty anticlimactic uh, uh, primetime slate. It's kind of tough. You filled out all three at the end, and I was like, damn, it's that boring. We're there. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's get into our gambling lines for the week. Jackson, what's your first line? I got Chiefs minus three at the Saints. Like I said, Chiefs are just too damn good. I think it's going to be a little bit too much for Taysom Hill to try and come back for. He's not a slinger. I say they win by eight points. Love it. That's a good line. Um, I have Baltimore minus 13 against Jacksonville. I think that's an easy cover. I think they win by probably 20. Okay. 20 plus. I got Brownies minus five at the Giants Sunday night. Browns are playing really well, man. They they got their hearts broken last week, and especially especially if Colt McCoy's out there. I love this line. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one as well. That's another good line. It, it really hurts my heart to be so out on the New York Giants, but I just I just am, dude. It's it's really, really sad um, how quickly the, the switch flipped, but I just I can't believe in this offense right now, you know? Uh, my second line is I have the Rams 17 points over the Jets. And I know that's kind of a crazy line, but the Rams just covered 21 points over the Patriots rather handily. And that was a game script with not a ton of passing. Um, Jared Goff only threw the ball 25 times for 137 yards in that game, and they still covered 21 points. So I feel safe that a Jets team that just gave up 40 to the Seahawks can give up at least an 18-point deficit to the Rams. Um, what is your lock? Give me your lock of the week. Speaking of the Patriots, I have the Dolphins covering one point at home against New England. I am going to hope that some of those options are going to play for Tua. Like I said, if I think two, if two out of the four of those guys play, the, uh, the Dolphins are going to win this week. And just it's one point. So yeah. worst I do is push if they win. Mm-hmm. No, that's nice. Um, I Three big favorites. I am a Buffalo, my, I am a, <laughs> oh my God, my lock of the week. Thank you, Mike, learning how to talk again. Buffalo minus six and a half over Denver. Um, I kind of went into this when we went over the game, but I, I know they have the, the home field advantage and I know they just won, but it was the Panthers that they beat. I really believe in this Bills team on both sides of the ball. And although they don't have the altitude, they do have the weather in Buffalo. Like they're used to the cold. And all of that stuff. So it's it's a day game. I I don't I don't really see the home field advantage being super crippling to this Bills team um, with a ton of really good players. And again, I think they're a contender. They're pushing to put the throat on the or the foot on the throat of their division opponents. They're pushing for a bye. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Bills here to win by probably at least ten, ten to. 10 to 14, I would say. And finally, the touchdown draft, the best part of the show. Our favorite thing to watch on Sundays are our guys going to score some touchdowns. Um, I recently fell within one of Jackson, which scared the hell out of me. <laughs> so I went super safe this week. But Jackson, I'll let you give me give me your NFC. NFC, all right. I got big DK Metcalf find the end zone against Washington. I know they're a good team. But I think Russ is going to have to carry Seattle again this week. And DK is the guy to do it. Couldn't agree more. I'm going hella safe here. I'm taking Dalvin Cook 
against the Bears. Um, low scoring or high scoring, Dalvin Cook gets the work, and he will most likely find the end zone on any given week. And your AFC, my good sir? I picked J.K. Dobbins, rookie from the Ravens. They're at home against the Jags. I figured as a team they're good for probably four rushing touchdowns. Don't yeah. see why the uh, running back who's getting the most work won't take one of those. That's a nice safe pick. I like it. Uh, my AFC touchdown is your boy Nick Chubb against my boys, the New York Giants. I just can't. I can't not see that happening. He's a goat. The Giants have been so good at letting teams into the red zone and then having these fantastic goal line stands that sometimes work out, sometimes they don't. But Nick Chubb is getting those carries, and he's Nick Chubb. He's going to get in at least once. So um, He's insane. He's absolutely going to hit this week. And if these don't hit, dude, I'm done. <laughs> I'm cutting my toes off one at a time. I'm so over this game. So you know how we talked about Chubb missed basically four and a half games? Uh, yes. Fifth in the league in rushing yards. Oh, he's sick. Absolutely. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's And he... Shares a backfield with Kareem Hunt. So take that for what it's worth when you're evaluating uh, the talent of the running backs Love in the NHL. NHL. Yep. I would say certainly a top three runner in the league, if not top. To, I would put him with Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook as, as the runners. Yards per carry, he's third. Only two guys ahead of him, mm-hmm. Lamar and Kyler. So yeah, those are quarterbacks Yep, who get to scramble and make their own plays. Yep, facts. Big, big, uh, big Nick Chubb guys. Big Nick Chubb pod for sure. Um, you got a Chubb for Nick Chubb, Jackson. Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> um, anything else before we let them go for the semifinals? Good luck, guys. Enjoy your week fifteen. Enjoy your semifinals. Please win your games. We're rooting for you. We promise. Uh, hit us up on Twitter again at Freeball and FF Pod, and um, that's gonna do it for us. We will see you next week for the week sixteen. No cap recap. Put your notes away. Put your pants back on. I know I told, forgot to tell you to take them off, but you should know by now. Put them back on. It's time. Happy Wednesday. Well, we're not releasing this on Wednesday, so happy Thursday. Close enough. Happy Friday. Whenever you're listening, crack a beer. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you next week. Light up. Thank you.